Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swandingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. And welcome back to another episode of the Swandingo Files. Today we have John Malat with us. He is a... Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Uh, he is the CEO of Osnap Fitness Lifestyle, and he's gonna he's here to tell us about his story so we can get to know him a little bit more and how he helps other people achieve their goals along the way. So how's it going today, John? It's going great, bro. Uh, wonderful. Just running and gunning, making things happen. So happy to be here. I'm glad you jumped on. I know a uh, lifestyle like yours can't be easy to just jump on for like 30 minutes all the time. No, man, it's it's really not. Um, when you you get to a certain point, and you start you know start to realize that time is the most valuable thing that you have. And I used to think it was money, but uh, now I realize what what is the most important. So I, I do not um, I do not give away my time uh, very easily. And I and I certainly don't waste it. So, <laughs> you know, as long as we're moving, we're we're, we're growing. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Like I said, but today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, kind of your, your life a little bit, um, how you got to where you are today, but also like, you know, your O Snap fitness lifestyle, and you know, and what you why you help other people because a lot of people at your stature don't always want to help other people grow. They want to just kind of do themselves and do their own. But you're, you know, you actually empower other entrepreneurs and business owners also. So, um, but if you can just kind of go over, like, who is John? Yeah, look, I, I can I can run through it real quick. You know, the, to if we go far enough back, you know, I, I don't have all the things that society says you're supposed to have to be successful. I don't have a college degree. I don't even have a high school diploma, which is, isn't so unusual these days. You hear, you know, everyone's got kind of their 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 story. Um, you know, I, I had my first felony arrest. I was 15 years old. You know, locked locked in juvenile detention facilities. Had a major drug problem. You know, heart attack at 17. So all the, you know, uh, all these things that that you know when they were happening. They seemed like curses. Looking back, turned out to be they were actually blessings because it, it set me on a different path, put me in front of the right people who, you know, really had my solutions rather than my problems. You know, people that, uh, you know, saw more in me than I saw in myself. And, and that's where I really learned entrepreneurship because I was, I was knocked out of the game basically because, you know, like most people, I was told go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job and that job will take care of you. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't do the first couple of steps. So, you know, gainful employment wasn't easy to come by. 24 years old was my last felony arrest sitting on the bullpen floor in the Milwaukee County Jail is where I made a decision that, uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, loser, criminal, reject, gang member, or dropout, all these things, drug addict, all these things that, that they used to describe me, you know, but that's who I was. That is not who I was going to be. So I went on this journey and I wish I could say it happened fast. It, it didn't. Uh, um, you know, it was seven seven years from when I really uh, made the decision, jumped into entrepreneurship with both feet. It was seven years before I finally cracked a hundred thousand dollars in a single year. So, 
my first year as a full-time entrepreneur, I made four grand. Like nobody was, nobody was out there saying John is the, you know, great, all this stuff. Uh, everyone was really laughing and I was crying at night, you know, basically in my mind, you know, in the fetal position, like wondering what the hell am I doing and, and why, why can't I get this shit to work? Um, but eventually, you know, you stick and stay. I had, I had a bunch of you say stick and stay and you'll get your pay. I did that. And, and he was right. You know, it, that, that seventh year, I made 116,000. Then the next year, it went to 220,000. It went to a million, then two million a year. You know, then it was like, you know, every single month, it was a quarter million dollars minimum coming in passively into my bank account. So I could make a lot of mistakes. It allowed me to go out there and, and, and build a whole bunch of different businesses from, you know, from real estate to nightclubs, uh, publishing companies. I, you know, I did a lot of things. Mixed martial arts, cage fighting business I had that was booming and I, I, I dabbled in a lot of things. And I had a lot of things that just didn't work, but it didn't matter because I had a cash flow machine that allowed me to make a lot of mistakes. And, and looking back as an entrepreneur, I think the biggest thing um, that built me or made me who I am today is all of the mistakes that I made that seemed again like they were curses turned out to be blessings in disguise. You know, those were the, those failures that seemed to happen. I was moving from one crisis to the next crisis. Those things were really what, what strengthened me. It, it's what, uh, you know, got me to be where I am. And it also set, set the stage for when I brought other entrepreneurs into the mix and they were going through things. I was like, look, man, I went through those exact same things. So I, I was then able to save them time, energy, and money, which I wish I would have had more of that. I wish I would have had more people doing that, but I was fortunate. I did have a few people that took interest and, and did help shorten my learning curve a little bit. Um, you know, I'm grateful for all of that, but yeah. And then, you know, fast forward <laughs> 40 years old, I have a major health, catastrophe just basically because I owned a nightclub and a restaurant and I was uh I was living and eating my brand in a big way consuming um uh, literally eating and, and drinking myself to death and when you're making arrangements for your kids and your finances um and you can't get out of bed I was stuck in bed for two weeks anyways I uh, I was fortunate I had um a natural path coming to my life after after traditional medicine did not work for me and that's when I that's when I went on another a whole new path. I went on a health and wellness path. I had, I had a new understanding of, of herbs and vitamins and minerals and and sunshine and and movement and all these different things. And and that that kind of set the stage for when I met my my wife. You know, we've been married now seven years, and we started talking about doing something together. She was already in the health and, and fitness field, model, all these different things. It just made sense. And then we launched Oh Snap Active Lifestyle, which is a, a lifestyle brand around fitness and supplements and things like that. And, you know, we just we just keep rocking, man. We 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 have passion and we have purpose for what we do. So now, you know, now, you know, when you get past the success stage, you get past the significant stage. And, you know, now in my legacy type stage, it really does. It really does become about how can we pay it forward? How can we help other people? Um get to the next level. So that's what we do now. We build this, these brand ambassadors up. We, we teach them how to brand themselves. How, we teach them how to become great leaders, world-class leaders, how to build big-ass businesses using e-commerce and drop shipping and, and of course, using our products as a vehicle to uh, create, you know, the goose that lays the golden eggs to, to create financial freedom. So that pretty much brings us up to this point, man. I just gave you my, you know, from grade school to now, shit. 
That's a <clears throat> that's a that's a pretty cool story, actually. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, but at what point you said those seven years? At what point? Because you had to want to give up at some point. Where what was the? Where did you finally see that turn? And how close were you just to like giving up? Bro, I, man, I, I quit many, many times in my mind. I never did it out loud, thank God, because I, I, I see people today. We live in a society that, that quitting gets you attention. Quitting um, gets you love. <laughs> it's a weird deal, man. Uh, I grew up in a, around a father who was a steel worker. Uh, quitting was never an option. Whining, complaining, making excuses, that wasn't in his vocabulary. You know, my, my dad could be dying and you'd never know it. Um, he, he wasn't, he, he, you know, like today you stub your, someone stubs their toe, you know, like everybody knows. Oh, I stubbed my toe today. Life sucks. I'm a victim. You know, I, I grew up with him. And so, yeah, it was very tough, man. I can tell you, um, there were, there were many nights, you know, uh, that I couldn't sleep. There were, there were bill collectors calling. There was lots of stress. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not getting anywhere. I felt like a hamster on a wheel running, running, running real fast, going nowhere. But I just never actually, actually quit. <laughs> and I think that's the difference, man. I, I, again, I see, we get brand ambassadors that come in today and they get a little rejection. Things don't go that way, that the, the way they, the way they think it should. And I don't know why they think it should go any particular way because they've never done anything like this. And, and they throw in the towel. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like I know that they need the money. I know that their families are suffering. I know they haven't been on vacation forever. I know all these different things. I'm like, why would you quit? I mean, like, this is you're, you're, you're one shot. But we want everything fast, and we want it now. And, and, you know, like we put our potato in the microwave, bro. We can't even wait for the dinger to ding before we take it out. We, If we wait in line at McDonald's, man, our blood pressure has already gone up before the blood pressure-inducing materials have entered our system. So it's just it's a new day, man. But I, I, I did quit. I quit many, many times in my own mind, just never did it publicly. I would sometimes take a night off. I would go, you know, bury myself in what something else. And then the next day I was, I was back at it. I was like, man, I, I got to get out of this neighborhood. I, I got to get out of debt. I got to get out of these circumstances. And my, my alternative wasn't any better. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to stay in the game and, and I'll keep swinging for the fences until I hit a damn home run. And that's what happened, man. Unfortunately, it took way, way longer than, than I, I had ex- expected, uh, but it did happen. That was that was the deal. And and there's a lot there's a lot of uh, successful people that that that's their story. And somehow I think our egos lead us to believe that somehow our story shouldn't be that. Our story shouldn't be adversary adverse adversity. Like somehow we're supposed to just coast to the damn top. I mean, I've never heard a story that I respected that said, hey, I jumped in. I made gazillions of dollars. I didn't even try. It just all flowed my way. That that just isn't realistic, but that's what people are wishing for. And I had a mentor one time came into my life. He wrote the book, The Slight Edge, and he said, mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for um, because it's not the reality. And, and, and once you start wishing for things that, that simply cannot happen, um, that's called delusional. <laughs> and a lot of people live in a, in a delusional state. Well, <clears throat> I think some, some uh, impatience I have. Uh, I got six kids, so it's like oh, yeah. I'm trying to deal with six kids, job, this, everything else. Like that's my impatience right now. Just like just trying to find that peace and quiet, that zen in life. It just does not exist for me right now. But as I mean, I'm trying to learn several different things right now, and it's just you know I get it, and I like hearing uh, stories like yours. 
you know, started literally from the bottom and almost gone, almost done. Yeah. And here you are now. You said, how, how much were you making a month? Like clockwork for years and years, a couple hundred thousand. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and the beauty of that, that money, you know, that's why I love the, the profession I'm in is it, it, that was after everything. That's what I put in my pocket. I didn't have, you know, like a lot, I hear a lot of stories from people say they generated X amount of revenue, but then they got, there's, there's, 15 other things that have to be paid out before they actually get their net. So there's a big difference between gross and net, you know, so when I was netting, you know, a couple hundred thousand like clockwork, you know, I, I would, I had, I had $200,000 days, you know, I wake up in the morning because of what, what happened in Asia, what happened in Australia while I was sleeping. And, you know, you, you, you do, I didn't get used to it right away because it would freak me out because I was afraid. I was very afraid to lose that because I was like, man, um, I, I would pinch myself sometimes. And, and then, you know, then you start to take it for granted. I think the, the other side of the coin is, is what after it happens for years and years, you start to take it for granted. And that's a dangerous place to be in too because I've, I've made millions and I've lost millions, you know, twice. <laughs> so, and some of that is, was from ego. Some of that was taking shit for granted. Um, but the beauty of it is, once you got the recipe, man, you can go bake the cake again. And and so uh, so I know you work. I know you work with people all across the spectrum. I'm sure other countries too. Do you also work with veterans too? Do you have veterans that come into your programs? Yeah, bro. Look, I, I'm I'm an underdog. I'm a guy who's for the underdog. So I I get the challenge sometimes I get is like people are calling me, you know, from the crack house. I'm like, bro, you got to put the pipe down before I can help you. Uh, but it's uh i'm a, i'm a big fan of the underdog man i lost my sister to heroin overdose when she was 21 years old my you know i i told you my dad's story anyways um veterans of course because i i don't think we give respect for the people who have paved the way in so many ways we don't think about it like you take for like we, we us communicating through zoom right now and we both have a roof over our head and and i i i guarantee you you got six kids i i bet they i bet they all eat <laughs> you know uh, there's a lot of shit we take for granted that other people couldn't take for granted. You know, that had to, that had to be fought for. And some people, you know, literally lost their lives for the things that we take for granted. So yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. Unfortunately, my business still requires work. I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I had this thing, like I could just give it, but I tell people all the time, man, it's, it still requires that dirty four letter word. It's called work. And if you're willing to do that, I'm willing to jump in with you. If you want to walk, I'll walk with you. If you want to run, I'll run with you. If you want to talk, ah, we don't have a lot of time for talk right now, man. I, I think the world, um, the world's an interesting place. You know, we've got to move faster than ever right now, but we got the technology to do it. So if someone wants to engage and they, and I'll, I'll engage with them. And again, I'll help shorten their learning curve, but they still got to do the work. Hmm. So, okay. So a military schedule is normally six in the morning till. You know, anywhere from three to five o'clock, depending on your rank too. If you're higher up, you're going to work a lot longer. Somebody that, okay, I know you got to put in work. You got to put in work to make any money. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do, unless you win a freaking lottery, which is, you know, one in a million or a billion, whatever it is. Um, probably closer to one in a billion. So, you know, somebody that has kids, you know, working from six to five in the military might have duties at night to do sometimes like, 24 hour duties. Sometimes we had to do Yeah. how long or not really how long, if they were persistent and on top of it, could they get that done 
and six months or a year, the training, and be successful at it. So when they come out of the military, their ETS or retirement date, would they be able to jump right into that right away and already start generating revenue before they even get out? Yeah, let, let me tell you. So my mentor, well, we're going way back. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to age my state myself here, but we go back 29 years ago. My mentor said, look, it's going to take five years for you to do a 180. It's going to take five years. And I was rough, man. I was completely rough. I mean, obviously, I was coming from a serious deficit. And we also didn't have the tools today that we have. You know, we didn't have tools that, that sped things up. We didn't have a Fortune 500 business in the palm of our hand. I mean, we got phones that do more today than some of the best computers back then did. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything's fast. So I tell our brand ambassadors today, don't ride the roller coaster. If you can put in five minutes, then you do five minutes a day. It, it's the consistent, persistent activity over whatever period of time that makes a difference. What I see today, unfortunately, I see people do, today they do 15 minutes. Tomorrow they do 30 minutes. Then they take three days off. Then they come in and they put in a full day. They get excited. They rock and roll for three or four days. Something happens. Their best friend's cousin, sister says it's a scam or it'll never work or you're a loser. Then they're down in the dumps for two weeks. This does not work. And that, unfortunately, people say, because I tell people, just be here one year from now. In one year, even if it's five minutes a day, I'll, I'll teach you everything you need to go and smash it. I'm talking to crush it beyond belief. But so people will say, well, I was here for a year and I'm not making, you know, I'm not making a million a year. Well, you were here for a year, but you also, now I've learned to tell people, you also have to do the activity. You just can't, you know, say I'm here, like, okay, great, you know, wonderful, but you, you plug in, you, you tune in, you do the actions, you do the activity and, and be here a year from now. Um, I, everything just sped up. I think if my mentor was alive today and was talking to me, I don't think he would say five years. He might say to do a complete 180. For me, coming from my rough state, he might say two and a half years. Uh, I tell people all the time, if, if you're not coming from a massive deficit, if you can communicate and you can use these, like if you can text and you can use your phone, you could probably, you could probably, you know, I, I got people that come in my business and in 60 days are smashing. Like I teach this thing how to turn a thousand dollar investment into two thousand dollars in their first week. So I can show someone how to double their money, but it also requires some work. So if you can't do it in a week because of a schedule, well, let's look at, can we do it in two weeks? Can't do it in two weeks. Can we do it in a month? We can't do that in a month. Can we do it in, in 90 days? If the schedule is so intense that you can't put in, you know, the, the time necessary. So if I was to give you, uh, of course, military members, we're disciplined, we're hard charging. Yeah. I mean, veterans make some of the best business owners in America. I mean, they don't always succeed every day, but I mean, consistently across the board, they make the best. Uh, just because they don't ever give up. I mean, a year is this, so that's pretty much practical for them, or could they? You know, you said. Look, here's the difference. You're, you're right about that. I, I know a lot of military. But I, I work with a lot of military people, former, and even even some current. Yes, because you just said it. What you know? What What does it take to be successful in everything? Discipline. What for a military person? They're going through boot camp. They're going all these things, and they're learning this stuff to stay alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what does it take to stay alive in that environment? The things we're talking, the same thing it takes to be successful in business. Discipline, commitment. Like you, here's what I know about military people. If there is an op 
obstacle. You do not give up. Like if there's a dude in the road with a gun, okay, we don't turn back. If there's a tank in the road, it's a tank. You don't turn back. You know what I'm saying? Obstacles are meant to go over, around, through, whatever. If you are military person, that's the way military people think. That's the way they've been trained and programmed. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I wish we all had to do mandatory military service. Like in Israel, it's mandatory. They they have to go to the military. And I had, I had uh, partners that were from Israel, and I saw how they worked. And no obstacles too big. Nothing deterred them. It was like, okay. There's a gazillion reasons why we should stop, but it wasn't built. They didn't have that in them. It wasn't, they weren't built like that. So yeah, man, of course. Quitting is not an option for us, at least, you know, majority, but so, uh, what exactly is O-Snap? Like, what does it do? I know it's a lifestyle thing. Um, yeah, so O-Snap basically it's, 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 it's about a couple of things. You know, one third of our, our process is about supplements. So we believe that people are, are killing themselves with their mouths. I mean, their, their taste buds are jacked. If it, if it, if it's not sweet, if it doesn't taste a certain way. I mean, we're killing our kids too. Our kids are the fattest, unhealthiest kids ever in the history of mankind. They don't, they, they barely go outside. They consume so much sugar and simple carbohydrates. It's literally, you look at the childhood diabetes rate, the childhood obesity rate. It is insane what we've done to our kids. Then us, even as adults, like we stopped eating vegetables a long time ago. And, and again, if we don't get our Starbucks with sugar and whipped cream and fucking everything else, and at every meal we sit down, it's got to taste good or we won't touch it. Uh, we're literally killing ourselves. The numbers tell us the story. Uh, America's fallen further and further behind. Then we put chemicals and everything, again, for taste, for addiction, <laughs> for, for uh, profit. And we just consume blindly all this stuff. So first and foremost, we educate people on what they're putting in their mouth. Then we created products and we do it instead of gummies, instead of pills and powders, because we talk about absorption. Like you could take a gummy and if you're only absorbing 20% of it, like who gives a shit? You just wasted your money. So we, we wanted a convenient way to deliver liquid nutrition because liquid is the most absorbable. It's going into the bloodstream quickly. So we created these snap packs. And I wish I had one in front. I, I usually have one. Um, and it's, it's thinner than your credit card, about half the size. You snap it, and it's liquid, and boom, you just, you know, whether it's multivitamins, minerals. Oh my, here, here's an example. This is our biggest one. This is like, uh, this is how I get my greens. Since I don't eat my vegetables, I get, I drink my vegetables in one shot, and all I do is I, as I put it to my mouth, like this, I snap it in the center. And I just squeezed like a shot of 18 organic greens, a whole bunch of vitamins, minerals, vitamin D, zinc, um, neurofactor for the brain, all in one convenient pack. And it's liquid, so I know I'm getting 90% of this stuff that I paid for going in my system. What uh, What is neurofactor? So neurofactor is for the brain. It's uh, We have clinical studies around increasing memory, uh, higher learning, things like that. So... You know, as I'm aging, I think a lot more about this kind of stuff. Brain fog in the middle of the day, things like that. Um, six kids driving you crazy, <laughs> and the brain is overstimulated. Your wife and a wife, yeah, man, it's like. So we create. I, look, I told people in the beginning because when you get past money, you start to create things for yourself, but then you start to realize the things you create for yourself have marketplace value. 
So I was looking for something. I was traveling a lot. I, you know, I'm, I'm moving quickly. I need something, you know, convenient. Again, like I told people, I'm a secondary vegetarian. I get all of my greens through through animals that eat grass. <laughs> but I saw that there was some there was some cool stuff out there that moved the needle in my health before. And if there was a convenient way for me to get it, I would do it. I just didn't want to sit down and eat a whole fucking plate of salad, you know, or or whatever. And so we created these little packs. I have one for energy, all clean, like vegan, sugar-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, chemical-free, GMO-free. We just took all the shit out. Everything you need, nothing you don't don't need. Can uh, is that also for kids or is it just adults or do you have? Yeah, this one. So this one here, there's there's two pro. Now, as the CEO of the company, I tell people it's for 18 and above. But my kids, my I'm a 13 year old, um, and we got we got younger than that for the multivitamin, multimineral because these kids are getting garbage. So. Kids, that one, and we have a sleep product that a lot of parents are using instead of whiskey to put their kids to sleep. But I can name everything in whiskey. I can't name everything in melatonin. Yeah, that's, that's true, man. That's the thing. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff today, it, it, it's complex and it's weird, and you don't even know what you're getting at the time. Yeah, that old, the old days of rubbing whiskey on the gums and everything. At least I knew that what was in it. That um, the Orjo, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't, bro. I can't even pronounce. If I can't pronounce it, scares me. A little bit, so well, it saying. should. It should. Well, that's what's killing us, man. All these, the, all this stuff, like these chemicals. It's it's the chemicals that are really messing us up, man. We don't even think what's in the air, what's in the water. I mean, all this shit is insane. Well, I mean, it's not really fair either, though, because you look at the price of a salad at McDonald's, then you look at a price of a cheeseburger. I mean, the salads <laughs> at McDonald's are worse than the ones that you can make at your house. Yeah, but they're like. Triple, quadruple the cost of a cheeseburger. I mean, what are people supposed to do? Because yeah, and that's that's what's messing us up. Because it's just like people don't realize it. Like you, if you get a coffee from Starbucks, it's really an experiment in how little coffee they can put in a cup. There's 29 different chemicals in the average cup of Starbucks. They're putting less and less coffee because coffee itself is more expensive than creating chemicals in a laboratory for filler. Why, and people say, John, well, why would they put all these fillers in this stuff, in energy drinks and everything we consume, the food? Because they sell it by weight. Why does the cocaine dealer put Tylenol and baby powder and fentanyl in cocaine? Because it stretches it out. It's profits. It, and, and we sometimes, we, it's hard for good people to understand why would they do that if it's hurting us. Because profit motive is a mother. Profit motive it's an interesting thing. And, and I, I'm a capitalist, so I believe in, in, in capital. I believe in entrepreneurship. I just don't believe in harming people in the process. If it's a win-win, I'm, I'm good. I'm in it. But when people are, are, are dying, because, and we've seen, we've seen companies that literally put shit out there that, that killed people, and they knew it. Now, that's a whole – I can't – that's something I can't comprehend. Yeah, that, that's uh, – it doesn't surprise me one bit, honestly, but, I mean, it's – you know, I can't blame, I can't really blame the company because they're just trying to make a profit at the best cost for them. So, I mean, what do you, what are you supposed to do? And everything is going up in price. Ooh. So they're either making it smaller or they're contaminating it with more stuff. Yeah. That's where we, ha- that's where we got to kind of be, we got to be aware too, man. You know, it's like you said, if, if you know a company's in business to make a profit, then you just got to do some, a little bit of digging and say, okay, does this make sense for me? And if it does, great. And some people make that decision, but you're right, man. If I if I go to McDonald's and eat off the dollar menu and I'm struggling, I'm not going to Whole Foods because Whole Foods means whole paycheck. It's done. 
I didn't even think about that way, but yeah. I, okay, so I got I got one more question for you. How many tattoos do you have? Like Jesus Christ! Like you're like covered. I got them everywhere, bro. I just keep I just keep doing it, man. I got a I got a, an addiction. I got a problem. I get an idea, and next thing you know, I'm calling my yeah. I, I already yeah. saw yours. <laughs> yeah. As as soon as soon as I get an idea, I'm calling my guy. I'm saying, bro, I got another idea. Let's let's see if we can make this work. But I'm running out of space, man. I'm you know. I still got a little hair, but I'm not going to the face. I made a decision. I'm, I won't do the face, but my back is covered. I still got some room on, on my legs. Uh, my thighs are completely covered, but do you yeah. want to, uh, do you want to give your tattoo artist name or do you go to the same yeah. one or you just go to various ones? I go, I've been going to one dude forever. Uh, his name is Justin Gorlick and he's out here in Scottsdale. The dude is a beast and he's reasonable and. Yeah, he's 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 a powerhouse, man. Justin Gorlick. Well, I think it's Justin Tattoo on Instagram or something like that. But or just go to, if you go to mine, there's a couple where we show some of my my newest work and he's tagged in it. Okay. Oh, I'll definitely be looking because I love I love tattoos. I just can't, you know. I don't. I I want that big piece. I got a couple. I got one in South Korea here that covers like this whole area over here on my right side from basically chest down, stomach, abdomen, side, and all that stuff. And they are badass in South Korea. They are, are awesome. Are you in South Korea right now? No, I, I'm in Texas now. I, I was okay. stationed in South Korea, uh, 2009, 10. Man, South Korea was my, my biggest market. That, really? I, my first year doing business in South Korea, I did a hundred, $100 million. I love South Korea, bro. That was, it was insane. The, the numbers we did there. I wish I would have gone there on different pretenses. I mean, I was just there for the military. So I only got to spend a year. But the culture and everything there, they're very healthy oriented. Um, they'll buy anything healthy in a heartbeat just because, I mean, if you look at them, I don't think I saw a single obese Korean. It's hard to find. They're hard to find. Trust me. I, I know I did. I, I was there and, and yeah, it's a different lifestyle. I mean, they I wish would we never allow, they would never allow the stuff that we allow in America. They would never allow that there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was my biggest thing. Starches over there. I don't think I ever ate a starch over there unless it was on the base. So yeah, but so uh, so how can people find you? Get a hold of you? Um, check you out and do the research on you. Yeah, I'm sure. gonna want to. Yeah, for sure. Of course, you can you can Google me, John Malott, M A L O T T. Uh, if you want to reach me, Instagram is where I probably put the most energy in when it comes to social media. I handle all that myself on, on Instagram. And so it's John dot Malott. So J O H N dot M A L O T T on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook too. Um, yeah. You know, social media becomes like that. That's kind of the new business card, I guess these days. Mm-hmm. So uh, also John Malott.com is another, another place that I can be uh, reached at as well. So what's on your, uh, what's your next adventure going to be? Man, we're just we're, we're growing. Like right now, we're we're planning uh, international expansion. We're in the U.S. and Canada. We're uh, of course I I, I want to you know I want to take us into Europe. You know, basically glo- global domination, bro. That's that's what's on the mind. Fuck it, do it. Might as well. Come on, I mean, man. This is military sure. podcast. I don't care. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, military guys understand. They understand the game. We're we're taking ground, man. We're taking ground for sure. Well, I sure hope you do because it seems like it's a lot better. I should, I should probably need to check it out because. I'm getting a little bit older and then 14 and a half years in, retired now. And then my six kids, you know, I've been rattled in the brain a few times due to explosions and stuff like that. So and I'm starting to get 
kind of foggy in the middle of the day. And by the time I get home, I'm telling you, man, I, I build products for us. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 53 years old this, this year. I feel better than ever. And I live, eat and breathe. Well, anything I put in the marketplace, I guarantee you I'm doing it as much, if not more than anybody around me. I, I, I just believe or I wouldn't do it. So, um, yeah, check us out. Oh, I'll send you a link or I'll have my wife send you a link when we get out. You can go check it out. Yeah, uh, please do. And, uh, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, I love the tattoos. I love the O snap. Um, but I'll definitely be trying to send some veterans your way. So yeah, I'm happy to help, bro. Whether it's helping with health or financial stuff, send them my way. I'll do everything I can. How, how can you sell a kid? I got six of them. I got <laughs> six kids. <laughs> That that's a whole nother topic, bro. A whole nother podcast. Uh, you said financial. I mean, my kids are taking all my money. So. <laughs> Mine too. I got four, brother. I got four girls. So, ooh, yeah. I feel. Oh, I'm sorry. I got one girl, five boys. Oh man, the girls are, are yeah. They're, having four girls has has aged me dramatically for sure. <laughs> the emotions. I'm so, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> but that's all we have time for today on the Swandingo on the Swandingo Files with a Dango Atro baby. Thank you to John Malott, and he's clearing the fog and getting get America and the world back to health again. Finally, somebody, Jesus Christ, we're all becoming fat. Later. Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host, Stephen Swanson, as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough, but with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking and keep swanding going.